Good morning or good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Rayleigh Property Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in, of course. Uh, today, I'm going to talk about a couple of things, a bit of an update on the property market, uh, but I'd also like to give a, a couple of shouts out to some of the local businesses which are doing some fantastic stuff online. So, um, Really, what, what I want to cover first is the property market. Of course, it's a property podcast, so I just want to give you a bit of an update as to where we're at with the property market at the moment. We're in very, very strange times with, uh, with lockdown and the coronavirus uh, pandemic that's going on at the moment. Uh, there is a lot of panic about the property market. Uh, there is a lot of worrying about what's going to happen and what, what's, um, what people are predicting at the moment, certainly with some of the negative press coming out. Um, so really, what, what I kind of want to cover is that one of the things we need to remember is that the property market has been on pause. It's not a crash. It's not over a period of months uh, gone down to the point where we're, we're all seeing property prices drop and banks have stopped lending and the usual sort of um, indicators for a recession like what we have experienced uh, in well, really 2007, 8, 9, even going in 2010. Uh, that was a recession. This is not. So it is slightly different. Um, yes, the market is currently on pause, but uh, I think as Martin Lewis rightfully said, the, the economy has been put onto pause um, at the moment. So um, everything has kind of stopped. And I, I, from an estate agent's point of view, we're very limited on what we can do. Now, there, there are... Um, many agencies which have had to furlough a load of their staff um, because of what's going on and to kind of protect themselves and give them some sort of immunity to get through this uh, virus and it's a sensible thing to do but there are still some agencies that are working as normal as possible but we do have to bear in mind that we can't do viewings we can't do valuations it's very hard to agree a sale to somebody that's uh, not actually seen a property they've only seen video which is why video marketing is so important at the moment because it gives them something to see um, but really estate agents can't do their job and I, I was chatting to a client last night and the, the way I kind of describe it is it feels like I've been asked to swim the English channel but with both hands tied behind my back in the sense of I'm sure it's possible and I'm sure there's some superhuman out there who can do it but for for the majority of people it's, it's almost impossible and it's, it's a really, really tough task. We are still speaking to buyers, we are still speaking to sellers and it seems to me that the general consensus is people are still wanting to move, they're still wanting to um, get the ball rolling but they can't. So at the moment they're sat on their hands and I, I particularly, um, when you look at me and my agency, we've got 11 properties that are due to come to the market once uh, once the lockdown is lifted. Uh, these are people that have kind of wanted to come to the market uh, but haven't been able to. So if we've got that, I've got no doubt that other agencies will have similar numbers. Um, just to give you an idea, this time of year, we would normally see um, between six and 10 properties a day come to right move um, or come to the market in general. Um, and in the last two weeks, it's been, uh, well, I can count them in two hands how many instructions there's been. So um, market activity is incredibly low. My prediction is, I think there's going to be a couple of things that are going to happen from here. Uh, I think the moment lockdown is lifted, we're going to see an immediate rush of properties come to the market, um, which is going to cause a hive of activity. Now, that's, um, that's a really good thing. Um, it can cause a buyer's market. Um, whereby there's suddenly more properties on the market that are available than sold. 
Um, currently, it's a pretty even split when we look between those available and those sold. So uh, it's not a buyer's or it's not a seller's market at the moment. But I think the ones that come out of lockdown, temporarily, it's going to be a buyer's market, which if you're looking to buy a property, then that, that's good news for you. Um, I think the government... They do need to look at stamp duty. They do need to look at the way stamp duty is uh, is decided. Me personally, and this is just my view, um, I think stamp duty should, uh, you should have an account per person. And if you own a property, let's say for argument's sake, your property now that you've paid £3,000 in stamp duty and the property that you're looking to purchase uh, is £5,000 stamp duty, then I think you should only pay the £2,000 difference because you've already paid three out of that five. So, and I think that should roll on to your next property. And I think that will help encourage people to take that next step because trying to find someone to, uh, well, trying to find anyone to find that cash is difficult. And quite often I find that this sort of cash for stamp duty comes out of the proceeds of the sale, meaning they've got less deposit because you can't, uh, borrow the amount on the mortgage so they have to use their equity um, it means they've got less going forward and the mortgage payments are slightly higher but it's not the usual sum of money someone will have sat in their bank so I think that would be a brilliant way to work it and I also think it needs to be a bit simpler for people to work out because I'll be honest this is my job I do this day in day out and I still need to use a bloody calculator to work out stamp duty because it's no longer simple where it was 1% up to 250. It was 3% of everything above that. The, the rates are just completely, it's just odd. So you've got to have a calculator to work these out. So I think what they should do is they should either do a one or 2% across the board. So anything from 250 to a million is 1% of whatever you pay on that property. And then whatever amount you paid on the property that you're selling gets deducted off the one that you're buying. So I think that would be a brilliant way to do it. Now I've heard a few things. Um, one of the things that I've heard is that the government have proposed uh, or are discussing the possibility um, and please bear in mind, I don't know how, how, um, how can I put it? I, I don't know how accurate these, uh, this information is, but this is just information that I've, I've seen in the estate agency arena is that the government are thinking of de uh, deferring stamp duty, which I don't think will work because by deferring it and asking someone to pay it later, we, we come into that problem that people are not going to have that money. So I don't think that will work. The other one was that they were going to waive stamp duty for a period of time. And I think that is a real good way to set that market on fire. But I think they need to defer it for commercial, like the commercial tax, but also for, for residential stamp duty. They need to kind of um, uh, waive it all for a period of time. And I think um, if they'd done it for a, say, six-month period or even nine months would be better because if you find a property now, for argument's sake, you're looking three to four months before you move in. So if they did it for, say, six to nine months, I think that will really ignite the market and we'll suddenly see a flurry of people that w couldn't move before that are now thinking of doing it. But if you are looking to buy a, a, a rental property, for argument's sake, you could be paying a fortune in stamp duty with what some of the landlords are paying. So I think it's going to help the council out because there's going to be more residential landlords buying again, uh, which that changed the moment they put the premium on that stamp duty. Uh, we no longer get as many investors buying properties. So that 
the council naturally have got a huge waiting list of people waiting to be housed. There's a lot in the private sector need to have rental properties. Property prices are increasing. We, we can't avoid that. So generation rent is becoming the norm, but it's important that these guys have somewhere to live. Um, and I think to stop rental prices rising too high, but also make sure you meet that demand is by giving some sort of incentive for landlords to be buying properties. So uh, I know myself, I've got, uh, we've got quite a large portfolio of rental properties that we manage for landlords. And there's a few landlords which are not buying purely because of the stamp duty. So I think it's going to help with that market. I think for the first time buyers, second time buyers, third time buyers, that stamp duty is going to make a massive difference because it's going to enable them to move on to that next property um, that they, uh, that they, yeah, that take their next step in their journey. I think is the best way to describe it. So I sincerely hope that something gets done with stamp duty at the very least reform it to make it a bit simple. So uh, it's a lot easier to understand, a lot easier to process and fairer most of all, because if you ask a hundred people what the money for the stamp duty actually goes on, I bet only one out of a hundred knows because it's, it's almost like a black hole of money. So um, it is, it is probably the worst bit about buying a property. You're giving money away for something you don't know what it's going to. Um, but uh, yeah, I sincerely hope at least the least, at the very least they review this stamp duty and improve it and make it fairer for all. Uh, at the very most, I hope that they waver this stamp duty for a period of time to reignite that market and get people buying again, get people selling again and get that market moving forward. That will really cause that. And ultimately, yes, they are going to lose millions of pounds, if not billions. But what they've got to bear in mind is that by doing that, Lots more businesses are going to be benefiting from that. You're going to have estate agents earning more. You're going to have uh, mortgage brokers. You're going to have solicitors. You're going to have surveyors. You're going to have removal companies. You're even down to the tradesmen. For once that person's moved, they're going to need light fittings changed. They're going to need doors put on a new front door. There's so many businesses that, that are uh, benef benefiting from somebody moving home. So all of them companies are going to earn more money. means they're going to pay more tax, going to pay more VAT. So ultimately, the, the government are going to earn out of it. It's not like they're, they're waiving their right to any money. They're going to earn out of it just in a different way. So I think that way it will help the economy because it's going to help all these small businesses get business. But at the same time, it's going to help individuals take that next step uh, to get that nicer or better or bigger property, whatever you're aiming for. So um, hopefully uh, that's kind of made sense. So that's what I think with stamp duty. But generally, I think the market is it's going to go for a bit of a flurry and then we'll kind of have to see from there. But I think that the real answer is I, I just don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of experts are putting their opinion out. That's my opinion. That's what I think. But I think the truth is nobody really knows what's going on. This is not a situation we've experienced, at least in the last hundred years. This is not something we're familiar with. It's not something that's predictable. And it's one of them things we're having to take it day by day. But um, that's my feeling as in regards to the property market. Um, a little bit of property advice. Um, so a couple of tips uh, which are working really well at the moment. So we're all naturally at home. So I kind of thought what I'd do is give you a few tips on how to uh, improve the value of your home while you're at home. Now, one of the things I want to cover, uh, there's four tips here that I've kind of uh, noted down. Um, hopefully you guys can take some value from this and, and 
sort of help you improve your home if you're thinking of selling uh, or just want to improve the value. So um, point one is going to be your front door. So if you've got a UPVC door that's looking a little bit tired, but it's still in good working order, um, you don't necessarily need to go and get a new front door, but there is a way that you can freshen this up. Uh, and for less than £20, you can pick up some UPVC paint. Now, you can't paint it with any old paint. It just simply won't work. But you can get some specific UPVC paint. Your usual DIY stores will have this. Um, try and shop local if you can. There's a couple in Rayleigh. If not, uh, start looking online towards you know the bigger boys like Wixies and the home base and even down to Amazon. But you can get UPVC paint. You can get any colours uh, on there. Some of the colours that seem to be the in thing at the moment are mo mostly the pastel colours. So the light pale greys, the pale blue, like a sort of dusty blue, uh, the sage green colours, um, they're all really in. And it's amazing how a quick paint um, and providing you don't you do it correctly. There's plenty of YouTube videos on how to uh, paint it correctly, but it can really freshen up a door um, and make it look brand new. And the same as if you've got a wooden door, uh, sand it back um, and get that repainted. It can make a massive amount of difference because the the first thing people are going to see of your property is the front of the property. And the front door is one of the biggest things that I hear time and time again get brought up in conversation. Um, number two is a driveway now. Most of us in Rayleigh have got a driveway. In today's society, the way that everybody's got one or two cars, a driveway seems to be a must and uh, part of the norm, so to speak. So if firstly, if you have a drive, it does add value. However, um, even after being laid, uh, laid for years, it, it can lose that wow effect. But uh, for a little under £100, you can kind of bring it back to its former glory, make it look brand new. Um, you're going to need a jet washer. Now, you can pick one of these up. Uh, really for less than 50 quid if you start looking at some of the firms like Argos and Amazon. Um, you can pick up uh, a coat sealer or a driveway sealer uh, for about a tenner from one of the local stores uh, and so a bag of sand um, and a stiff broom. So um, firstly, you want to clear off any, any big bits of debris, then give the uh, driveway a good blast or a jet washer, let it dry completely, ideally, uh, ideally throughout the day. Once it's completely dry, tip the bag of sand onto the driveway and sweep it into all the gaps uh, just to fill them gaps uh, and make sure you obviously follow the instructions to the sealer. But um, it'll make it look brand new because it's there's no weeds, there's no moss, it's got its colour back, it's sealed, you've got the sand in the grooves or in the, in the gaps, should I say, and it's going to look brand new. But that can make a driveway that would otherwise cost you £4,000 uh, look brand new for less than £100. So it's definitely worth doing that. Um, point three is going to be lighting. Now, exterior lighting could be really helpful to make your ha home stand out, particularly on your street at night. Um, lights positioned either side of your front door or either side of the garage gives a lovely feel to the property. And you can find uh, quite decent exterior lights. You can either go traditional or modern for around £25. Um, down lights in the soffits look amazing. So if you can get some spotlights looking down at the front and rear and even side of the property, it can really look amazing. It can give you a nice modern look. Uh, they're fairly easy to install by electrician. Uh, they tend to run it off the uh, mains lighting and then they can spur off and take that around the house. Uh, if you put it on something like a dawn to dusk sensor, you won't need to switch these things on and off. It will automatically detect when it's getting dark and switch them on. Uh, and then when it starts getting light again, it will switch them off again. So with the street lights off at the moment, um, it, it looks, it does look amazing. And it really can add that luxury feel to a property very easily and very cheaply. 
Um, so it's definitely worth doing it. Uh, there's a number of electricians uh, locally that can help you with that, but make sure you get an electrician or, or a suitable, suitable qualified individual to be doing that. Uh, I wouldn't recommend anyone with no electrician experience to be doing that. Um, number four is your garden. So if you have a front garden that's looking tired and the grass, uh, the grass area is just looking a little bit fed up, um, don't worry because it's a fantastic opportunity to add value to your home. Depending on the size of your front lawn, you can get this done fairly cheaply. There's a couple of companies locally, uh, Rayleigh Turf being one of them now. Uh, I use Levi for my own garden. He's done a fantastic job. So, uh, And he's incredibly good pricing. There are other uh, gardeners around and other turfing companies that will help as well. Uh, feel free to uh, comment on this with with them companies. We'll share we'll share that around. But um, anyone thinking about it, Levi's a lovely guy. Um, but it can, depending on the size, less than a thousand pounds you're looking, but it can make it look amazing. Alternatively, if you don't want to pay out for that, simply getting rid of the weeds, giving the grass a cut uh, every night, throwing some seeds down, and making sure you water it. Um, and, and watering seems to be the key thing. I know it's my own garden; it gets very boggy in the part of Rayleigh that I live in uh throughout the winter so during the summer uh, making sure that's kept well watered and making sure that i'm regularly seeding and feeding it um it doesn't take long for that grass to come through and really have that uh, have that wow factor to it rather than being all patchy so um there, there's four points which hopefully uh are going to help um i um yeah basically i put together a, a small document to kind of explain that uh, just noted them down so if you'd like a copy of that guide i have got a full guide to them things and drop me an email and uh, or drop me a message and i'll get one of these guys sent out to you um the other thing i wanted to cover is something about some local businesses because at the moment with what's going on uh with covid19 and particularly in Rayleigh at the moment there's a lot of local businesses that are having to adapt and improve and there's a couple that have really kind of taken my eye um there's certainly more than this so if you can think of any then please mention them and we'll make sure we give them a mention uh, but some of the ones i want to mention is uh john gold's farm shop which is on lubbard's farm as many of you know my office is on lubbard's farm uh john gold's farm shop is at the front of lubbard's farm and i think it's one of the most underrated shops in Rayleigh at the moment uh he's got some fantastic fantastic stuff in now from frozen food uh, he's got fresh butchers they've got a, like a deli counter in now uh, they do some lovely pies and the best scotch egg i've ever had so um they're working quite well at the moment you can ring them up uh, or send them a message and they'll put together an order and then you can go and collect it um really really good service there but they're adapting really well down there um uh, lovely libby's the home interior place on eastwood road used to be the old schoolware shop um so you've got the uh the homeware um shop underneath with the tea room upstairs uh they're doing a fantastic job at the moment she's offering delivery on a lot of her products uh i certainly know my partner has ordered a few things um and no doubt we'll be ordering some more stuff so she's doing really well adapting buying some new items buying some new stock putting it out there on social media and delivering them items completely contactless um, which I must say is, a, is an amazing way to do it. It's brilliant, it's considerate, and it's making sure that she gets through COVID-19 strong, uh, but at the same time keeping her customers safe. So doing a cracking job there. Um, the other one is uh, Cafe Number 11. Um, so they're down on um, uh, London Road. Uh, so they're down just by the traffic lights, just as you go under the bridge. Uh, nice little sort of boutique little cafe there. Uh, they regularly put stuff on social media, but they put a post uh, a couple of days ago um, just kind of explaining what they're up to and their menu, etc. 
um, and they are as she, they put up a wonderful picture with some uh, with some beautiful food. But I must say the burger looks amazing. So um, they're they're three companies that kind of stood out to me on social media locally. I'd, I am aware there's a lot more businesses. There are a hell of a lot more businesses that are also adapting. So I'd love to see how them guys are adapting and we can perhaps talk about that on the next week's episode. Um, but yeah, for, for you guys, if you want to head over to Facebook or Instagram and give them guys a follow, that's cafe number 11, um, lovely Libby's and uh, John Gold's, uh, John Gold's farm shop. Um, so yeah, head, head over to them pages, uh, give them a like, give them a little follow and just kind of see um, what, what, see what they're up to. Uh, you can search, I think is at lovely Libby's at John Gold's and at cafe number 11. So um, yeah, they're three guys that have taken my attention. So hopefully you've got something of value with this one. I've covered a little bit about the property market, a little bit about what I think is going to happen. Stamp duty, uh, some advice for your property during this time. Uh, you've got a bit of time on your hands, hopefully. Um, so may, may as well use that. So hopefully you found that uh, beneficial and some mention to some local businesses. So uh, as always, if you do have any questions, you can find me on the This Is Rayleigh Facebook page. Uh, if you just search in This Is Rayleigh, uh, you'll be able to find the Facebook page there. Like and follow that. Uh, if you want to have a mention or you want to feature on a podcast or if there's anything you'd like me to cover, uh, just drop me a message and I'll make sure we get that covered. But uh, thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. And I look forward to speaking to you all soon. Take care. <laughs>